Apostle Paul, of course, in Acts 27, uh, is in a storm time in his life, literally in a boat that is, 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 is going to be destroyed. And there's some wonderful things, truths in this passage of Scripture that, that answer a lot of questions for us as believers, why, why good people have trouble and why problems come into our lives and how we should deal with them and, and attitudes that we need to imbibe and, and uh, have. This morning, uh, we, we learned that we need to be as secure in the storm as we are in the harbor. And that just means simply that we understand that our security is in Christ and not in circumstance. Uh, We learn that problems are a platform for God's power. Storms are fading, but the Savior is forever. I love that. And then we looked at the truth that we need to possess and practice joy even when others aren't. Because Christ's joy is our strength. And the practice of joy is contagious. Joy is a breeding ground for faith. And and tonight I I want to I want to give you just a couple of more truths here, and I I promise you, uh, I want to go to Mazio's with you. Uh, Amen. Do I? Galatians chapter 6, verse 9 says, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season you shall reap if you faint not. I mean, just keep on keeping on. Don't give up. The devil throws things in our way. Obstacles come. And and the only reason they're there is is to get you distracted. The devil is the master of distraction. He wants to sidetrack us from our... Our, our, our calling, and that, that is to do the will of God. And anything he can throw in our way to do that, he'll do that. Just keep on being faithful and doing good. And harvest time is coming in your life. It will. Now, let me give you the third truth here. Believe the word and not the wind. Everybody say that with me. Believe the word and not the wind. When Paul was in the ship and it was being tossed around and, and they, they had thrown the tackling over, they had gotten rid of the cargo, and uh, it, was, it, was, uh, it was just them and the boat in the storm. And all they could hear was the howling wind and the waves that were lapping up over the sides of the ship. What are you going to do in those moments when the storm is the most outstanding thing in your life? When when your physical circumstances are dominating every other thing in your life? Are you going to believe the wind? Or are you going to gird your loins with the truth of God and believe God's Word in spite of what the circumstances may say? And that's exactly what the Apostle Paul did. He believed the word that came to him and not the wind. You remember I read to you in verses 21 through 25 of Acts 27, and Paul said, Be of 
good cheer, sirs. You guys that are in the same circumstance that I'm in, be of good cheer. For I believe God. Everybody say, I believe God. Boy, those are three powerful words, aren't they? And if you really get a hold of that, those three words will loose into your life God's will and God's way in spite of what's going on out here. Mm. Well, you'll get that tonight about 12 o'clock and jump up out of the bed and shout a little bit. Paul said, be of of good cheer, sirs. I believe God. And this is what he said. The angel of the Lord came to me and he told me. He was talking about Jesus. Jesus came to him and appeared to him in a post-resurrection appearance and told Paul that he was going to preach the gospel to Caesar, that he was going to Rome to carry the word of God, and that they were to stay in the ship. I just want to say something to you tonight that, it, that I, I, just, I, I want to write a letter to everybody that I know, everybody that I love, everybody that I've ever pastored, everybody that I've ever reached out to. I want to tell them, I want to tell them in such a personal personal way. Don't quit on God. Stay in the ship. Listen, the reason Noah stayed in the boat with all the stinky animals was because of the storm that was on the outside of the ship. It was the best thing afloat in his day. And I'm telling you, the best thing afloat in the world today is Jesus Christ. It's not the government, it's not the Republicans or the Democrats, it's Jesus Christ. On Christ the solid rock I stand. Our security is in Christ. I need to believe the Word and not the wind. I believe God. Paul got a rhema from Christ, while others got a man's opinion. You see, there were a lot of stuff. It's just like the church. That little that boat that was out there in the storm-tossed sea is, is just a... A picture of the way the church is. Stuff's going on all around the ship. Winds are howling. Water's lapping up into the boat. Uh, folks look, have got fear written all over their face. There's circumstances that, that they, they don't know what to do with. It's just like us right now in this place tonight and everybody else that's ever breathed air. And while Paul was in that boat, remember the reason Paul was in the boat? It wasn't just circumstance. God had supernaturally placed him there. And he had an assignment. And that assignment was to allow the anointing on his life to do a work in the lives of those people who were in that ship. And God has placed you in this world, in this community, with an enablement of the Holy Spirit, an anointing of God on you to fulfill an assignment that God has put on your life. You are God's favored vessel to accomplish His will and His way. I'm preaching tonight. I don't know if you've got a hold of it yet, but I'm here to tell you God has an assignment on your life and there is an anointing that will enable you to do it. And if you'll do it, God will use you not only to bless you, but to bless many around you. Paul got a word from Christ. 
And that's the beauty of being a Christian. Everybody else in that ship was, they were motivated by fear. They were motivated by all the things that they were seeing and sensing in their bodies and, and with their eyes and ears and, 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 and so many different things I'm sure were being said. But Paul got a word from God. You have a word from God. You have a rhema, a living word from God. There's two, there's two words in the Greek. Rhema and logos. Logos is the written word. And God has given us his written word, so we have, we have a logos from God. Rhema is, an insp- is, is the logos that becomes, if you will, inspired to us personally. And, and I don't know how many times in my life I, I've been reading the logos and it became rhema to me. You hear what I'm saying? It, wave at me if you've got any of that. God's Spirit will anoint a written word and it will become a living word to you. And that living word is something that you can act on, something that will produce fruit, something that will bring about a deliverance. And Paul got a rhema from Christ while others got a man's opinion and he chose to believe the word and not the opinion of men and he believed the word and not the wind. I'm here to tell you tonight, friend, if we're going to make it through the storm, we got to, we got to believe the word and not the wind. Abraham believed God's promise, not his problem. Abraham believed God's promise and not his personal problem. I love the scripture in in the book of Romans. It it says three statements about Abraham. Chapter 4. And uh, it's kind of Paul is highlighting law and grace. and, and, uh, and, And he talks about Abraham moving by faith. And uh, one of the things he says about Abraham, he, he says this, Abraham did not stagger at the promises of God through unbelief. And, and then, he, then he goes on to say that even though Abraham's body was dead, Abraham acted in faith And as a result, Isaac was born. Now, I want, I want, can I get real with you tonight? Because this is important. And if this is all I get done, this is, I've only been preaching nine minutes. It seems like an eternity, but, but. Abraham was, was a, 90 year, was a hundred years old when, Isaac was born, and Sarah was 90. Now, shake your head and say, Lord, Lord. I'm getting real with you. Come on. Now, when God starts talking to people about having babies when they're 100 and and then 90 years old, uh, you got to know something going on. Yeah, something's going on. And, and, and it was beyond Abraham and it was beyond Sarah. But, but here's the thing. 
Here's the thing. Are you going to believe the wind or are you going to believe the Word? Are you going to receive God's promise or are you going to be moved by your problem? Abraham, God told him that he was going to have a child in his old age. Now, I want you to know, Isaac was not planted in the womb of Sarah by the Holy Spirit. He was not born like Jesus was. Come on. There had to be some physical activity. Thank God for physical activity. Are Are you listening to me? The Bible's talking about this. And I'm just trying to help you see it, what it's saying. You've got to believe the Word, not the wind. You've got to be moved by the promise of God, not the problem. Abraham, his body was dead. That means he couldn't do nothing. Wave at me if you're getting that. Abraham couldn't do a cotton-picking thing. But the Bible said he moved by faith. He did something that he knew he couldn't do. But he went ahead and acted in faith. And as a result, nine months later, something happened while he was with Sarah. Something that hadn't happened in a while. Y'all snickering at me, but I just want to tell you, this is about as spiritual as we can get. God will do things that are unbelievably supernatural if we will act in faith on a word from God. I remember, I remember uh, in my life, God told me to give a certain amount of money to a project, and it was the first time I'd ever give that amount of money because uh, we didn't have that kind of money or didn't think we had that kind of money. I discovered through that circumstances that if God says to me, do this, if I do that, then, then God is going to supply that because God's not a liar, and He's done it over and over and over again. And, and He told me to give an amount of money, and I tell you before I could, I was in, I was in public in a meeting in Little Rock, Arkansas, in the district superintendent's office with several other pastor friends of ours and presbyters, and, 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 and I just spoke up immediately and said, y'all, I'm going to give this amount of money. And before I knew it, it jumped out of my mouth. And there I was, I was on record. And I remember Brother Garrison saying, write it down, Glover said. There I was. I thought, dear God, what have I done? but I knew it heard from God. And I just want to tell you something. God used the strangest resources to help us if we'll act on what God said. There was a man in our church uh, that, that had started, this was back in the 90s, and, and he had started an ostrich ranch. Now I want you to know most ostrich ranches went bust. Okay, The idea was to raise a herd of ostriches in the United States like cattle and start selling the beef off of the, off of the ostrich. And I, ostrich meat's pretty good. I, I, I ate some of it. It was awesome. Matter of fact, it makes a great meatloaf. And it's lean and it doesn't have cholesterol in it. It's, it's great stuff to eat. But they're hard to get to live. 
And, and so he, he started raising ostriches. And what he was doing, he was having the eggs, and then he was selling the eggs. And for whatever reason, of all the ostrich ranches in that part of Arkansas, southwest Arkansas and, and northeast Texas, God blessed that man's ostrich ranch. I mean, they're all going belly up, man. God's just blessing him, and, and he's selling eggs, and he's selling the eggs for 1500 bucks at a, a pop. And he, he is just, the, the, the chickens were laying, folks. And, and, and he walks up to me. I never will forget it. God brings blessing out of unexpected places. Say that with me. God brings blessing out of unexpected places. And, and he walks up to me and he says, Preacher, I'm a tithe payer. I said, Yes, sir, I know that. And, and, and I appreciate you being faithful. He says, But the Lord also uh, allows me uh, and, and has said in his word that, that the tithe belongs to the priest. And, and the Lord told me to pay my tithe to you this time. I said, you sure about that? You're positive about that? I said, I was just questioning everything I could do. And, and he said, yes, sir. And, and he handed me this check. And he says, this is my tithe off of my first ostrich harvest from my egg sale. And he handed me that check. And, 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 and I couldn't wait till after church to look at it. I'm thinking, okay, here's a number. And uh, when I went in my office and I, I got it out of my pocket and opened it up, and I like to swallow my teeth. And I don't have false teeth. I got real teeth. They're mine. I like to swallow my teeth. Did you know to the cent, the exact number, the money that I had pledged, that I had promised I'd send to a district project personally, that was the amount of money he gave me through a cotton-picking ostrich farm, selling ostrich eggs. God supplied that need. What are you saying? I got a rhema from God. I got a rhema from God. Come on now. I got a living word from God. I obeyed that word, and God got the supply to me. I'm telling you, if we will believe the Word and not the wind, God will do supernatural things in our lives. And storms will only serve the Lord when we believe the Word and not the wind. I'm closing. Number four, focus on your future, not your failures. Acts 28, verse 10. The, the Apostle Paul has landed on the island of Melita. And uh, they're in the Mediterranean Sea. That's where the ship wrecked and it broke apart. You remember he's hanging on to a piece of wood along with everybody else because the Bible tells us that not one person in that boat died. The ship was lost. It was torn apart. But not one person died. Everybody got safe to land. Come on, everybody say God's true to his word. You see, Paul got a rhema from God and he acted on it and God blessed him, but he also blessed everybody who was with him. That's why it's important for you to be what you need to be for God. Get a word from God because that word will not only bless you, it will bless others. And so Paul is on the island. And when he gets on the island, he's dripping wet. 
and that wet, that, that soaking wet feeling, you know, it, it can be disheartening. It was cold and, and the wind was blowing there on the beach and especially in the Mediterranean Sea at that time of the year. It was, it was winter time. And so they're just, they're just shaking like wet dogs. And, and, and the, 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 the wetness is just a, is a reminder of, of what has just happened. Failure. Shipwreck. And so Paul says, let, let, let's start a fire. And so they went and gathered uh, sticks and, 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 and firewood, and they brought and, and, and built a fire. And, and while they were building the fire, you remember, there was a viper in the pile of sticks, a poisonous snake, and, and, and when they started the fire, the, the viper ran out of the fire, and it bit Paul. Anybody ever heard the term snake bit? Oh, he's snake bit. Their lives are snake bit. Boy, they, they, boy, they had a run of bad luck. They're snake bit. Let me tell you, not every snake bite is a sign of defeat. If we'll be what we need to be with God, snake bites will be opportunities for God to show himself great and mighty. Paul was bit by that snake. And, and when we focus on our future and not our failures, what I'm saying is, Paul was on that island. He was supposed to be going to Rome. He was being distracted and deterred because somebody had made a terrible decision. They sailed at the wrong time, and he was paying a price for somebody else's decision. Have you ever had a problem because somebody else made a bad decision? I just want to tell you, God can take the bad decisions of others and cause them to turn out good in your life. If we will order our steps after the Lord. I'm giving you some good stuff tonight. When Paul was bit by that snake, you know what he did? Because he knew he was going to preach to Caesar. If God is true, then everybody else is a liar. Huh? If God is true, then Paul knew that his destiny was to preach in the flesh to Caesar and to Caesar's house because it was already told to him by the angel of the Lord not too many days before in that boat. And so what he does, he just, that old snake laid hold of him and bit him and he just shook it off. I'm telling you tonight, friend, if we will focus on our future and not on our failures, if we will focus on what God has said, if we will heed the Word and not the wind, if we will focus on the Word of God and not our failures and what's going on, the snake bites in our life, we can shake off the attacks of the devil. Success will come out of a shipwreck. Come on. Somebody shout hallelujah. You know, you, you, you don't raise kids to be rebellious. You don't raise children to, to, to disobey. You don't raise children to do wrong things. And, 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 and I, I'm, just, I'm just here to tell you, I, I've, seen, I've seen people whose lives were shipwrecked. And it's such a heartbreak. But if you will believe the word and not the wind, if you'll focus on your future and not your failures, if you get your eyes on Jesus, success can come out of a shipwreck. What happened? 
what happened? When, when, when they see him shake off the snake, they say, my goodness, this man must be a god. And, and, and so they begin to heap uh, uh, praise on Paul, and they begin to esteem him. And so that opened doors up in their community. And, and while he was there, the Bible says there was a man who got sick, and he was the, uh, a very wealthy man and a very uh, famous man, a, a part of the government magistrate there, and, and his name was Publius. And, and as a result, Paul was able to go and pray for Publius, and he was healed. And as a result of that, the, the, the town turned out and supplied Paul everything that he needed to go on to Rome. Success can come out of a shipwreck. God can position you through your problems to promote you. Troubles, listen to this, and I'm closing. Troubles can place you in the path of treasure. Trouble can place you in the path of treasure. God can take your mess-ups and make miracles out of them. Verse 8 says, And it came to pass that the father of Publius lay sick of a fever and of a bloody flux, to whom Paul entered in and prayed and laid his hands on him and healed him. So when this was done, others also which had diseases in the island came and were healed. Who also, listen, Paul says, Who also honored us with many honors, and when we left there or departed, they laded or they loaded us down with such things as were necessary. And if you understand what that's meaning, that means they gave them an offering like they'd never gotten before. And they were able to make their way to Rome. If you'll focus on your future and not your failures, God will get you to where you need to go. Father, thank you for your word tonight. I ask that these truths that we've shared today would just get rooted in us. Lord, this morning we made a statement. We declared it. Our others are not our problem. Our problem is us. Our problem is me. Lord, if there's something that I'm struggling with, something I don't like, it's in me. Lord, I don't need to be looking to others. I don't need to ask you to change others. I need you to ask to change me. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will help us understand that the anointing of God is in every one of our lives, that we have gifts, talents, callings, a skill set. We are anointed, enabled of the Holy Spirit to perform an assignment. We, we have been given an ability to bless others and to make a difference for God. And I ask you, Lord, to let these truths focus on your future, not your failures. Possess and practice the joy of the Lord. God, help us. Help us, Lord, to get to the place in our spirit lives where we are doing these wonderful things in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Lord, if we're snake bit or we feel like we've been snake bit, we shake off the attacks of the devil. Lord, we understand that shipwrecks can only be opportunities for success and that trouble can place us in the path of treasure. Lord, help us to believe the Word and not the wind.
when others are getting man's opinion, let us get a rhema, a word from God. In Jesus' name. This is the way I want us to close the service tonight. We've already been in the presence of the Lord all day today. It's been wonderful. I want to pray for God to speak into your life. I want to pray for a rhema to come to you. I want to pray that this word that we've preached this evening, secrets about storms and seasons in our life. I'll give you the nine seasons. That'll be a great thing to preach next Sunday. (laughs) Invite somebody to come. Tell them what pastor's going to tell us about nine seasons of a victorious Christian life. But I want to pray for the Word of God to be exalted in your life. So many Christians, so many people in the church don't understand the power of the Word of God. It is God's instrument. It's been sent to heal us in every area of our life. And so many times we, we, we respond in our own wisdom. We respond in our own ways. We, we, we do our own thing. And all the time God says, here's what my word says. If you'll do it, it'll work for you. The Bible is God's instructions for living. And would you stand tonight, and as you stand, you're saying, God, I want you to exalt your word in my life. I want to have more and more rhema in my life. And that's not a weird thing. We get, we get weirded out a lot of times because we've, we've seen people misuse and abuse God's stuff. But I'm telling you, God's things are precious and real. Abraham got a rhema from God, and it produced Isaac. When he couldn't produce it, the rhema brought it about positioned him, got him in a place where he could receive from God. Peter listened to the words of Jesus in that storm-tossed ship, and he walked on water, something nobody else has ever done that we don't even read about anywhere else in the Word of God. Jesus and Peter, the only two people I know of that walked on water. And how did Peter do it? Because he got a word from God. He believed Christ more than he believed the wind. I'm praying for you right now. Would you join hands with somebody by and and agree with me? I'm praying this prayer for you. Father, I'm asking for a revelation of the Word of God in the people's lives. I'm praying for the Holy Spirit to illuminate the Scripture in such a powerful way, Lord, that you will position them to be blessed and to bless others. 
God, Paul was in that shipwrecked boat. It was headed for disaster. But he got a word from God that saved everybody in the boat. And Lord, that's what we are in the earth. We are dispensaries of the rhema word of God. We are those, Lord, that you are using to save the world. Lord, help us to position ourselves in faith and seeking God, waiting on the Lord. Speak into our lives, Holy Spirit, and help us, O God, strengthen us in our spirit that we will be obedient to obey that Word. Paul knew he was going to Rome. Paul knew he was going to preach to Caesar. And so it didn't matter about the shipwreck. It was just a part of the journey. He believed God. Lord, we believe God. Everybody shout it tonight. I believe God. Hallelujah. 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 I believe God. I believe God. Lord, you are for us and not against us. I want you to say that with me. God, you are for me and not against me. Oh, come on. Come on. Shout it out loud. God, you are for me and not against me. Hallelujah. The devil wants every one of us to leave here thinking that somehow God is set against us. No, sir. God is for you and not against you. And he's about to lose his blessing. He is. He is loosing his blessing into your life. It's coming. It's on its way. It's, it's headed your way. It's fixing the land on your doorstep. Be not weary in well-doing. Don't quit doing good. For in due season, at the right time, you shall reap if you don't give up. Just keep on doing good. Keep on giving. Keep on praying. Keep on fasting. Keep on serving. Your harvest is coming, sir. Your harvest is coming, ma'am. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I'm asking you, Lord, to loose rhema into the lives of of the people of God. Lord, there's enough folks in this room tonight to change this city. There's enough people in this room tonight to receive a miraculous move of the Spirit of God to change this city. I praise you and I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Lord, we're leaving here encouraged, excited, enthused about the Spirit of God working in our lives and working through us to touch others. We praise you, Lord, that even our shipwrecks are going to be paths to success. I praise you for it. I praise you, Lord. Praise you, God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Everybody raise your hand to God and say, my life will never be the same. (laughs) I'm going to be better every day in Jesus' name. Amen to the Lord. God bless you. Shake hands. Be friendly. We love you.